For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in the third and final hour of the program here on Friday morning. And it is time to be joined now, as we are each Friday at this time, by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And joining her today is Councilor at Large Brian Gomes. Good morning, Councilors. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good to hear from you both, uh, especially, uh, was it a long meeting last night? I saw it was a, a big agenda, Council President Morad. I know a lot of it was kind of procedural stuff, but was it, was it a late night for the Council? Um, I think we adjourned the meeting around 925, 930. So for our usual council meeting agendas, it was much longer than usual. We had quite a few people in the chamber last night on several issues. Uh, we had people in the chamber for the Ward 5 uh, rooming houses. We had students in the chamber for the UMass Darkness item. And we had uh, people in the chamber as well for the uh, ballot petition item. And, and Councillor Gomes, I know that you were you filed the motion for the the, the um, to have a meeting with the stakeholders in the the issue with the Star Store. Has uh, have you learned anything differently or or gotten more information from the time that you were talking about this with us Monday? No, I haven't. I've just listened to the uh, capsules of um, you know State Representative Maki. I um, hear your letter this morning from Senator Montigny. Um, my goal when I put this on on Monday was just to, as you say, to get all those players that can make the difference on the state level together to address this issue that is vital to the city of New Bedford and the downtown area. But more importantly, is I still want to know, and I, I, I beat it last night and I'll continue to beat it, I want to know when this was taken out of the budget. We're not going to put this fluff and stuff on it. It, you know, this is what we can do with the building. Um, the, the, the UMass um, can, um, uh, Chancellor, that uh, was at the art school, did not want the building. They didn't want the building anymore. From um, what I understood from the students that gathered at City Council and a great group of kids that have started the campaign, Save the Star Store Art, um, they have gotten a petition together. They've um, gotten some name um, signatures from the downtown businesses, and they're, they're in it for also for the fight to keep their school alive. And they love their school. And it was a very emotional conversation that I had with these um, ladies and gentlemen last night um, after the meeting. Um, it's, uh, it's, just, it's just been devastating. It's been devastating to them and not knowing. But more importantly, I understand all the talk that's going on now about what we'll do and when, what's going to happen in the building and the, this. I want to know when the funding was taken out because the funding was in there and somebody had to take it out. 
Was it the Senate president? Uh, who was it that took the funding out of um, the budget? That's what, that's the, that's the important issue here. Not not um, m- more importantly, that's the important issue because accountability is accountability with me. Thank you. And I want to just comment on the students, Tim. Um, you know, this item was very late in in the meeting. They stood in the chamber. They were very respectful. Um, they're just they were in, you know they were listening to the debates on the other issues. Um, it was nice to have them in the chamber. And after the meeting, as Council Gomes said, he went out in the hallway, had a conversation with those students. They were again all around him, you know, talking with him. Very respectful. Very you know very involved in this discussion. And they're in it for the fight, as Council Gomes said. And we're hoping to be able to support them. And we hope we win. Oh. If I could just add, um, Tim. Um, again, the motion was to get all the players together, the players that can make a difference, and this is one that has to go to the governor. You need a meeting with the governor. Um, can we talk about this? Can we do a supplemental budget to um, keep this building going um, in, in, until there's a plan? And if, if we're talking about, uh, you know, as I said last night on the city council, you know, because now it's also being played up. There's only 116 students in, in this and that. Then, um, that that's okay. Um, we might have a, a, another tenant that would like to join them in that building, um, as far as um, the arts in music. And uh, is, I'm looking at the Berkeley City School of Music to come to the city in New Bedford. Well, and, and I think part of it too is, you know, you also have to make sure that if they are going to stay, that the school stays committed to you know, keeping themselves in that building and taking care of it. But like you're saying, you know, that's that's a question that can happen later after these bigger questions have been answered. And also, you can look at what the investment has been in that building. This is quite the investment. Them kids want us to come down and look at and see that building and see what has been created and what they do there and everything, um, which um, I find uh, very interesting that you can take all that money and just it's gone. You know, the investment, that, that's the thing that we do a lot in this state sometimes is invest a lot of money, and then when something doesn't go right, we just let it go. We're going to let um, – I understand that um, Senator Montigny has released a letter, a letter that I haven't read, but is, is uh, um, focusing on, you know, trying to find the funding and, and keep this school going. We're going to back him. If that's his course of action, we're going to back him. But again, I want to know who took it, it out of the budget. And you also should be asking that question in the media, finding out where, where that money and when it got taken out. Yeah, and what's important right now is... Oh, so maybe there's a decision that gets ha- that happens somewhere down the road, but right now the important thing is to do whatever we need to do to keep the school open for this semester and give those people that are in power and have the ability to make these types of determinations a chance to have a conversation and make an, an informed decision versus what looks like an off-the-cuff decision. I agree. I mean, but unfortunately, the, the city's hands are tied if, if you can't get to the state to the table on this. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. So, well, I mean, hopefully that, that ends well, up. If, that, if that's the case, then uh, you're not respecting the leadership down here. You're not respecting the well-being of the city of New Bedford and what has been created here um, for you to just turn away from the leadership, whether it's Senator Montigny, the, the, the state reps or whatever that want to discuss this. Uh, I think that would be a poor decision by the top of uh the, the office of a governor or whoever. I think there should be a sit-down meeting, and I'm hoping that our state delegation can get this meeting and come to some resolution, as uh, Councilor Morad has just said, more importantly, and it is to keep those kids in that building while we work this all out. 
Another uh, issue that I know came up last night, Council President Morad, was the NIP ban, and the, the council's looking to have the licensing board rescind that NIP ban. Yes, several of my colleagues put a motion on the agenda, um, sending that request over to the licensing board. As we've discussed in previous meetings, you know, we have voices, but we have no ability to regulate what the licensing board does from a decision perspective. Uh, we also had another motion on the agenda last night that asked that uh, we'll bring to appointments and briefings all those that want to speak. Uh, not everyone was allowed to speak at the public hearing on the licensing board. So we will have a forum uh, in the city council appointments and briefings meeting shortly where we'll allow people to come in. I asked my uh, chair of appointments and briefings, Council Connie, to be sure that the invitation included the licensing board members they certainly can attend. They can post an open meeting um, posting indicating that they are going to be with us. We've done that many times with the school department, uh, with the school committee rather, and they can come in and they can listen to what the folks have to say. And it wasn't just the um, owners of liquor stores and those that were opposed to the ban, but there were uh, people, I'm sorry, there were people in favor of the ban that night as well that were not allowed to speak um, and in the licensing board meeting. So. Our goal is to make sure that everybody has a, that wants to speak has an opportunity to speak. And, and Councillor Gomes, this goes back to what you were just talking about. You know, things that happen, you know, behind closed doors that you know the public doesn't get to see play out properly. That's correct. And uh, I'll just um, stand by my the council president as far as giving the people an opportunity to speak. Um, decisions are made by government, but also the decisions that we make in government sometimes affect people uh, um, in different ways. And in this situation, it's going to affect the businesses. Um, we're, we're looking at this. Uh, I am concerned about this net ban, and we've been talking about this for some time, about the, the litter of this and whether we should increase, the, you know, like a, a, um, the bottled bill uh, and put that part of it as far as a $0.05, cent, $0.10 cent return on this. Um, it's, that's not the only thing. And uh, that's basically why I supported the action last night, because it, we've got a bigger litter problem. Presently, we have a, a, an ordinance on the books that makes every Dunkin' Donuts, um, um, uh, fast food restaurants have to have barrels before and after um, with scoops on them. So it's easy for, to reach from the car and you can throw the trash in them. Um, at this point, um, as I travel around the city and we asked just a short time ago that um, our departments enforce this rule um i'm seeing a lot of people not in compliance a lot of the fast food uh, places not in compliance and that has to be it's a it's a wide range of of, of contributors to the the trash problem that we have on the street more importantly we've got to educate our young people but this uh, nip bill um we we've, we've got to go back and, and and it has to be looked at the board helped me their decision we are the brokers of the people of this city they've asked us to um broker um a, a conversation and and deal with this situation and that's what we'll do well counselor you know, it, sorry go ahead. Uh, can i also add that you know one of one of the unintended consequences i think when the haven passed its nip ban they passed their nip ban with a nine month lead time um i'm not sure why the licensing board chose to make the lead time only uh, 60 or yeah 65 days because you know, some of these business owners, especially the big retail stores in our city, they, they have a large supply. They buy in bulk um, because it's cheaper to buy that way. And uh, they're going to have a tough time, you know, getting rid of that inventory in that short period of time. So I, I, I think there's some decisions and some conversations that can be had 
and um, I hope that the council could be helpful in um, mitigating the, uh, at least facilitating the conversation and mitigating the effect of the uh, very short time frame for this ban to be in place. And, and council- if I just may, sure. if I just may give credit to the, the liquor companies, as we were told through one of our colleagues last night, is that you know they are ready to step in and be a part of making our city clean, making the Commonwealth clean. Um, by uh, contributing a, a monies to educate, to um, t- tell people about, uh, you know, how important it is to keep the trash and keep the nip bottles off. Uh, that's something also I think that is very important in the, this conversation that we take a strong look at because you really don't have, you re- really have this type of, um, um, re- not rebuttal, but um, action from um, an a, a entity that we are looking to ban that they are responding to it, saying, "Look, we want to we want to be part of the help to get, keep this stuff off the street, and we'll 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 contribute to it." I think that's very important. Well, with that in mind, Councilor Gomes, would you consider either expanding the current ordinance or or another ordinance that would require for liquor stores to also have barrels outside for just that reason for collecting those bottles? We are already looking at that. Um, we've had some of us have had some conversation. Uh, um, I'm I'm feeling that maybe any type of retailer that sells anything that can be discarded as you leave, whether it be um, a wrapper from an ice cream sandwich, whatever, um, that each um, place has a barrel outside, and maybe that's something that we can work with with these liquor companies that that, um, that say that they want to give money is to put these barrels and have have an, have like an organized look in the city of New Bedford, be be a um, model for what. Um, may be good for the Commonwealth. Um, when I say a model, meaning not just put any type of barrel out there, a plastic barrel, because we got it at uh, Walmart for four dollars. Have a unified look in the city of, um, of of what we want people to do, especially discard your trash in these barrels that would be located out of each outside of each retailer. That that includes you know the Seven Elevens and all that. You don't even think about it. I walked out of a pharmacy the other day with a, a package of Altoid mints, and I went to take the plastic off it. And I'm looking, where, where's the barrel for me to put the plastic from the wrapper? And, and you know, you just you don't think about it until you're in a situation where you see the need for it. Correct. And I think uh, this would address that by um, us. Uh, if we're the first in the Commonwealth, um, regulating and and uh, forcing, not forcing, but asking all retailers to obey by ordinance to have a barrel outside but then again like i said i want to work with because i just don't want all kind of ugly stuff around the city i think that's very important let's do a unified look with a message on those barrels keep our city clean that's the beginning uh council president morad i know that councillor carney had a motion for discussing the possibility of putting on a ballot question that would look into creating a charter review commission uh how did how did that uh, motion go last night So um, the motion was read into the record, Tim, and I immediately asked our legal counsel uh, to come to the podium to talk with us about whether the motion was properly placed on the council agenda and properly in front of us. I've done that several times in my career as the person sitting in the chair uh, because the council has always, and I believe all the councils believe this, has always taken the position that when we're going to do something, we want to make sure that we're doing it correctly. We don't want to do something that, you know, violates the law or it has an unintended consequence, et cetera. So I asked him to come to the podium and I asked him to talk with us about whether the item that was before us was, in fact, properly before us and it would accomplish changing the charter in the city of New Bedford. 
uh, Counselor Attorney Garatowski answered pretty clearly no, that this is not the way you go about changing the charter in the city of New Bedford per the state law. It's not something the city of New Bedford created, but it's state law. And so at that point, after his discussion with us, my colleagues concurred that it wasn't properly before us and we took no further action on the item. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of conversation about that today, but the goal of the council is to make sure when we do something, we're doing it correctly. Uh, We pay legal counsel for uh, guidance to let us know what we're doing and whether we're doing it correctly or not. I know Attorney Garatowski had a conversation with Solicitor uh, Jakes about the issue. So I, I, in this in this issue, I think the you know the city's legal team and the council's legal team were absolutely on the same page, and I I believe we took the right action last night as it relates to that motion. Did uh, did Attorney Garatowski give you any inkling of what the proper procedure would be? Yeah, um, what he's what's been said over and over and over uh, by Attorney Jakes and by well, I think it was only Attorney Jakes speaking to that issue, but. You know, you need to gather the you need to gather the signatures in order to have this type of issue on the ballot. And when it's on the ballot with appropriate number of signatures, not only do you have the item on the ballot, but you also have the names of the people that are to be elected to serve on the commission, so that the voter is aware um, what they're doing and who's going to be representing them. I mean, the way the I don't mean in any way to minimize this question, but I mean, the way that was placed on the agenda last night is almost like, you know, someone walking up to you, Tim, and saying, do you want to sell your house? Well, the answer to that question, you can't answer because you don't have enough information. I mean, how much are you going to pay me? Um, how long to close? Where am I going to go? You know, what, what, what arrangements do I have to make to live, et cetera? I'm not trying to minimize in any way. Um, you know, what needs to be done here, but there's a lot that needs to be done in order for the voter to have the information they need to make the decision as to whether they do or do not want to change the charter. And uh, that's what Attorney Garatowski said, and I believe that's what Solicitor Jake said, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago when the ballot petition for uh, changing the city councilor's terms was rejected by the solicitor's office. Well, and I, we only have a few moments here before I have to uh, take a break. So I want to ask about the the rooming houses that are proposed for Ward 5. Uh, can you give us just a little background and what happened with that issue? Councilor Gomes? Thank you. Um, we we uh, passed um, the, the motion last night. We're going to bring in uh, historical preservation people. Um, well, um, this is an issue that is um, become a serious problem for many communities in, in the Commonwealth. And you cannot just come into a neighborhood and change the uh, aesthetics of it, the, 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 the reality of a neighborhood where people have invested their money, they want to bring up their families, and then we're going to put one of these room and houses in. I keep using the term room and houses, and the people who are fighting this in that neighborhood uh, are using that. They really are is what sober houses. We want to help everybody, but this is not – this is not – the right place for it. Um, it, 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 it. It shouldn't be there. And more importantly, this is a, also another one of them issues on the state level that I am presently looking at. Uh, Councilor Garatelsky, our legal counsel, is looking at that state law, and we're going to be taking some action, asking our state delegation and the legislation to look at this, to give the communities in the Commonwealth the, uh, um, the, uh, the um, 
ability to um, regulate these things, just as you want us to regulate bed and bed, bed, um, breakfast places and, and all that. We want to regulate these and um, make sure that they are being put in the proper locations. Again, this is not a, a fight against those people that need the help. I explained last night that um, this is a real serious problem that we spoke of, and, and I, I commend the New Bedford City Council that was in place that sort of supported the action then, that we had a problem with the opiates and everything. But at that time, we were grandstanding. Uh, we were not, um, this wasn't a problem. We, we're not going to sue. We're not going to investigate. But we all came up pretty right because um, the, the, the drug has killed our communities. It, it, it has caused uh, a lot of um, homelessness and all them other things that go together with it. We're going to take a strong look at this again. Um, to we want these people to get help. We want to assist in, in that, but I don't want to um, in, in, in put this in neighborhoods that changed the the, um, the 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 way people live, the way they thought they would live, the way their investments are, are put. And more importantly, this is a, a, a historical area, and um, you, you want to preserve that for the tourism that will come and look at these houses as the people go back looking at the whaling area and all that. Um, we, we, we want to look at this. So, again, we'll, we'll be looking at probably the next city council meeting. We'll have something asking the state uh, delegation to support us and to bring this up before um, the big boys and um, get something passed that give us the opportunity to regulate where these things are located. And, again, that is not with a, 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 um, a discriminative uh, thing against um, those that need help. We want to help them. But there has to be a place, and, and, and we got to protect our neighborhoods, and we have to protect the taxpayers of the city. In addition to that, I know that there are a couple of attorneys that uh, live in close proximity to where these two properties are being proposed, and they also are looking to work with us to and with Attorney Garatowski to see what we could possibly do, as Councilor Gomes said, uh, to change the regulations that allow us the possibility to restrict where things are located, not ban them, but restrict them, like we restricted where the marijuana shops can be, et cetera, so that we can um, allow people to continue to get the help that they need, but not, um, not allow them to locate in a place where people have invested their money for a long time and, and don't want it, frankly. And uh, we, we, need, we need to do something to help the people, and we need to be sure there's adequate staff on, on, on site. Many of these facilities that are currently in our city, they don't have adequate staff on site. There's no control and regulation of the people that are uh, housed in the facilities, and that's what causes the problem. That's what causes the issues. We need to make sure that the regulations that we do pass uh, protect the neighborhood, provide the services that are needed to city residents, and also make sure that people are getting the help they need, not just being housed in these facilities, um, you know, so that somebody can collect money. Uh, these are all, most of these are for-profit entities, so somebody can collect money and line their pockets and the people aren't getting the help they need. Sure. Well, we are out of time. If I, just, if I just may add to mm -hmm. him very quickly, again, this is um, protecting every neighborhood because we've had this issue not only in um, that area. We've had it in the Cape Verdean area. We've got it in Sassaquin, and we have fought some of these in neighborhoods such as Purchase Street and Washington Street where one located, and the neighborhood did not want it there and it did not feel comfortable, and that is in the heart of the Cape Verdean community. 
we'll continue to fight for every neighborhood. This is not only because it's this prestigious neighborhood or this historical area. It's every neighborhood across the city. Sure. All right. Well, we are out of time, but I know, uh, Council President Morad, we're going to have next week off from this segment because I'm going to be off, uh, but we'll return yeah. on September 1st. Very good. It's not hard to believe we're already talking about September, Tim. It's, uh, it's, it's right around the corner. So thank you both for joining us. I hope that you both have a great weekend. Very good. Have you as well. Day. Thank you, sir. All right, that is uh, New New Bedford City Council President Linda Moran and Councilor at Large Brian Gomes. Right now, it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. The Biden administration has approved sending F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine to help fight Russian forces. A U.S. official confirmed on Thursday that the American-made planes will be sent from Denmark and the Netherlands as soon as pilot training is completed. Ukraine has been lobbying for F-16s to help fight against Russian air superiority. The State Department is sending more documents on the U.S. withdrawal to Afghanistan to Congress. Lisa Taylor has more. House Foreign Affairs Committee Chair Michael McCall said they came after a call with Secretary of State Antony Blinken. The Texas Republican said he appreciates Blinken's commitment to provide the documents and his promise to continue to produce them to the panel. This comes as House Republicans continue their investigation into the 2021 retreat from the country. I'm Lisa Taylor. Mortgage rates are surging to record highs. This week, they've hit their highest level in 21 years at just under 7.1%. That's up from 6.96% last week. Rates have been up all summer, above 6.5 since the end of May. NOAA is releasing its fall weather predictions for every state in the U.S. The agency said the northeast and southwest have high chances of seeing above-average temperatures throughout the fall. No states are expected to have a colder-than-average fall season. The southeast and Alaska are the only areas expected to get above-average precipitation. The Writers Guild of America is still in discussion with Hollywood Studios. On Thursday, the WGA met with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers to continue negotiations toward ending the writers' strike, which has been going on for over 100 days. The CEOs of several major studios are also expected to host a meeting later today to discuss the next moves they should take. And donating to help the victims of the wildfires in Maui is on everyone's minds, including big corporations. Hormel Food Corporation, the makers of Spam, are sending resources to aid in the disaster relief efforts. The company is sending five truckloads of Spam products, including over 260,000 cans of Spam. Hormel is also creating a t-shirt which says Spam Loves Maui, and all the proceeds will be donated to the Aloha United Way's Maui Fire Relief Fund. In sports, the Boston Red Sox fell to the Washington Nationals last night, 10-7. They'll face off against the New York Yankees next tonight at 7.05 p.m. In football, the Patriots have their second preseason game tomorrow at 8 p.m. against the Green Bay Packers. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Well, the second round of heavy thunderstorms will be out of here by mid-afternoon. And at that point... We'll clear up and we may even catch some sunshine before the sun goes down. We're reaching a high near 79 degrees overnight tonight, 60 degrees and clear. And for Saturday, a lot of sunshine and comfortable temperatures high near 80 degrees. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. It is currently 73 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM. And get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Tim wants to hear your voice this morning. Even if you can't call in. Open up the WBSM app and hit open line to record a voicemail you can play on the air. 
More Tim here on WBSM. Welcome back in, and we're going to get right back into your phone calls in just a few moments, but right now we are joined by Eric over at the Butcher Shop. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, what's going on, Tim? How are you doing? Doing all right here, and uh, I'm assuming that, you know, it's early on a Friday. You guys are cooking up a storm over there. Oh, my God. It started real early today. Let me tell you, my mother's been here since 6 in the morning cooking. Wow. What's uh, what's on the what's on the table today? Uh, today I got lobsters. I got lobsters real cheap. Well... I have lobster rolls, I should say. Ten bucks a piece, not bad. Wow. I got nice ribeyes. I got I got nice celebrity chops coming in today, nice and fresh. I got nice porterhouse steaks. I got chicken wings. I got chicken breasts. I got tomahawk steaks. I got Terrace Major. I got everything you need, man. I, you know, I've heard, I, I haven't had them myself yet, but I've heard the chicken wings over there are the meatiest chicken wings you can find. Yeah, they are, man. Yeah, we get nice jumbo ones, nice and thick ones. I mean, I'd, I'd hate to see the chickens that those come off of. They they, they no probably kidding. take down a city. <laughs> so what, what are you what are you going to cook up for yourself this weekend? What are you looking forward to eating? Uh, me, I'm going to have a tomahawk this weekend. Probably tonight. Yeah, there you go. All right. So and and of course, uh, anybody that needs anything, you guys have it all at the butcher shop. It's not just about the meat; I it's about it all. all the great stuff over there. I got everything. I got nice wines here. I got. Your selection to the roof. I got everything. Everything you need. You got pots and pans, clay pots. I got everything. Potatoes, onions. Did, you, did your mom make up some uh, some rice pudding? Oh, my mother made French meat pies today. I'm going to have them nice and fresh. Oh, there you go. Now now you're going to have a that. line out the door for those. I hope so. And I got a lot of rice pudding, too. Perfect, perfect. All right, so everybody can go on down to the Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Stop in, get yourself something already made to eat because they've got a whole bunch of food ready for you, and then take something home to cook up later on. Yeah, come on down, man. I'm ready. And, of course, don't forget, they got the soccer ball should you need one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, thanks so much. You have a great weekend. Yeah, I'll talk to you. All right, you take too, it easy. That, that is Eric over at the Butcher Shop. And, again, everything that you need They've got it. And if they don't have it, he always says he'll get it for you. Uh, that's what's great about it because they care about you. They care about service to you at the butcher shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. All right. I do have to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we will take your phone calls. So hold on. We'll get right to you on the other side, 508-996-0500. All right. Phone lines are lit up. Let's go right to them. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hello. You're on the air. Nope. All right, going to go to the next one. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Gilly Saffield. Hey, Gilly, what's on your mind? Well, I was at the city council meeting last night, okay? Now, let me just run something by you. The place was packed. You had more people out in the hallway than you did in the chambers, and the chambers it was full, okay? And the thing that amazed me the most was the agendas that they put by the door. They only had to be like a half a dozen of them. And then I let uh, Dennis Ferris, uh, the clerk, that there were no more. They never printed anymore, okay? The people were packed like, like sardines. There was people up on a balcony, okay? Where it says 
by the discretion of the chair. Well, the, one of the gentlemen that was up there was past uh, Mayor Scott Lang. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you had all the uh, attorneys and the department heads and up there. She sent a police officer up there to remove everybody. Okay, even Scott Lang. And, you know, it's on video when the cop was up there, and Scott Lang was a little teed off. But it's not here or there. Now, you had them say that um, they want to put stuff on the agenda, you know. Now, let me remind that Naomi Connie put the motion on there. And Linda Mora just said it wasn't put on properly. Shouldn't Naomi Connie at least get a hold of Dave Jurotowski, the attorney, to ask him questions? She just put it on there. So if you listen to Linda, she did it wrong. Yeah, I mean, well, it sounds like it's something that the council can't put on the ballot. So, oh, I understand that. But, but you're right. She could have had that conversation ahead of time and, and, and then realized that the motion was uh, was a moot point. She should have done it before she put it on there with Jarotowski. That's why he's there, to get information. But I, I think by doing it this way, you had it discussed in a public fashion so that people realize the reason why, as opposed to just saying, oh, I talked to the attorney, we can't do it. No, but, but and then when they said about educating the young people, I want to know who's going to educate our city councilors. You know, because right. put stuff on the agenda without telling nobody. You know, you so I mean, that, you had people there like Catherine. I mean, there was it was like a fire hazard there. You know what I mean? So when they come on there and they, you know, say this and that, and when when Brian said about putting garbage barrels outside liquor stores to you know for people to throw the nips in. Nobody's going to drink him and get behind the car, I hope. Uh, so, unfortunately, they do. But the, th- the thing but is, right now, they're just throwing him in the parking lot. So at least if you had a barrel, there's there's some responsibility. I got to just hold you there, Gilly, because I got a bunch of other calls here. I understand that, but, I mean, uh, there was a fire hazard, and there wasn't any room there. People, I got pictures of it. It's ridiculous. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. And uh, one thing I'll bring up just to that point real quickly about not having enough printouts of the agenda one way that they could do that if they're not doing it already, one way they could help with that, and it might be something to incorporate when they start incorporating some of the social media plans they have, is they could have a QR code when you walk in. You can make a QR code in two seconds. I do it all the time for stuff here. You can make a QR code and just post it on a sign or have it on that TV that they have that they're not going to use every single meeting. Put the QR code up on that meeting. Let people scan that, and it'll take them right over to the agenda, which is posted online. So uh, I'm sure anybody that had their phone that didn't get an agenda could open it up and see it. But if you were to walk in and see that QR code, which, again, just takes a couple seconds to make, you just put in the link and it creates the, the QR code for you. And then you can just put it up on that screen Then maybe they could have that or even on a printed out piece of paper hanging up on the door. People could scan that when they come in and be able to, to have the agenda on their phone to follow along with. It will help make sure everybody has the option to get one, and it'll probably help save some uh, some paper waste as well. Let's take another call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. A lot of people calling in. Yeah. Hello, Catherine. You're on the air. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's okay. I uh, only listened to a, about half of the... Um, previous half hour, I'll tell you, I need a full bottle of Pepto-Bismol to absorb that. But anyway, um, the, there was no discussion last night. Uh, the, the lawyer spoke, 
He gave his interpretation, and the council voted. There was no discussion. Um, and I, like Gilly, do have that same question. Why was that on? You know, was that a move on the part of uh, City Councilor um, Carney uh, to indicate that she, you know, was doing a nice thing, a good thing for the people um, by putting that on the, on the, uh, on the agenda? I don't know. But um, I found it uh, very dismissive. And so uh, now we have uh, an email or the call in both to the Secretary of State to see uh, whether the interpretation that that city solicitor gave is accurate, correct. And if it is, then, well, either way, whether it is or it isn't, we'll know how to move forward uh, with. Uh, our goal. Um, we will be on Barry's show this afternoon at two o'clock. I understand Mike Miata from uh, from Fall River, uh, this former city councilor, I guess he is, who initiated the um, charter review, is going to be on too. So we'll be talking with him. Sounds good. Well, I look forward to hearing that. Okay. And sorry, I didn't realize I was on it. No, no I problem. I hear the static, and I didn't hear Ka- it. Catherine, there's times that I'm on the air that I don't realize that I'm on the air. So. <laughs> If I can do it, oh, you can you do it too. Are you gone all next week? No, just next Friday. Oh, I'm, okay. uh, I'm, I'm flying out to Michigan. I, I leave Thursday night, so. Okay. All right. Very good. All Thank right. you. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye. And caller, hang on. We will get to you. I do have to take a break. Uh, we'll get to you as soon as we come back from that break. But I also have to tell you right now that the National Weather Service has issued an alert for the entirety of Bristol County, a tornado warning. Not a tornado watch, a tornado warning for the entire county of Bristol, a projected path that brings it through the Providence, Pawtucket area, touching into Attleboro, North Attleboro, Foxboro, Mansfield, Bellingham, Franklin, that area. You are all in the path of this tornado warning. However, the the entire Bristol County is under that right now. So, uh, But the path of the tornado is more toward the Attleboro, uh, Pawtucket, Lincoln, Smithfield area. So keep that in mind if you are listening out in that area and just be vigilant uh, throughout Bristol County. All right, got to take a break. We will be back in a few moments. Hey, I want to give you all a heads up that starting this Monday, there's going to be a Labor Day event going on at Whirly Beds Factory Outlet. It's going to start on Monday, August 21st. It's going to go all the way until September 25th. So if you're not looking to buy right now, that's okay because you have until September 25th to take advantage of the Labor Day sales event. You can get 15% off any made-in-the-USA furniture. You can get 20% off any accessory like cooling pillows and protectors. But, of course, you want to know about the mattresses, right? You want to know about the beds. That's what Whirly Beds is known for, right? $400 off Simply Natural or Ultra Visco Series, any piece, any size. $200 off all hybrids, Gel Flex, and Platinum Series, each piece, any size. And $100 off Cairo, Contour, and Easy Rest Series, each piece, any size. So that's the mattresses. And then when it comes to the bases, you can get $100 off an adjustable base. You can get $200 off an ultra adjustable base. So if you need to replace your bed, replace your mattress, you can save a lot of money with the Labor Day sales event at Whirly Beds Factory Outlet. Go on over and visit them on Pope's Island in New Bedford. Made in the USA, made in New Bedford. That is Whirly Beds Factory Outlet. Let's squeeze in a quick call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, quick call, Tim. Hey, um, I have a real problem or question with city government, uh, especially in New Bedford. So, you know, in the case of Catherine, granted, she went in and 
uh, tried to get this um, uh, put together, uh, you know, this um, um, gosh, some space and you know, her document that she wanted to do to, to uh, uh, you know, change the, the way that the, uh, the term works. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, you should be able to go into an office that if they can't answer the question, then legal counsel should be provided by the city. Not you should, you know, I understand that the mayor said you could get your lawyer well, what if you don't have any? What if you're destitute, don't have any money, and you need support on something like this? Um, this type of idea. The city should be providing counsel to say this is what you need to do and not do, and it shouldn't be that there's a uh, glass door between uh, or glass wall between um, the, the citizens and uh, trying to get what the answers that they want done. I think but the I, city I, should be providing. Would it. there be a conflict though if it was if you were trying to do something that say the city would be against, but you're trying to call the city into account, and then it's a lawyer that's essentially on the city's payroll to be able to give you that advice? Well, then maybe they need to set up another department that has something along those lines. It, it gives uh, you know it's uh, public counsel or whatever you want to call it, but. You know, um, they, you know. I feel bad for Catherine because it's easy for everyone to say no now, but she needed someone to tell her what to do um, and whether she decided to move forward or not. That information should be provided, and it shouldn't be uh, again. You know, which departments do you need to bring a, your own personal lawyer? And again, if you can afford it, maybe some people want to do stuff they can't afford a lawyer. Um, and I think the city should be providing counsel when it comes to city business. And we're just seeing, um, you know, since this whole thing started, it's just been one, it's like a comedy of errors. You know, one person after the other, not knowing exactly what the procedure is. Right. All right. Well, All right. Thanks, man. Thank you for the call. Yeah. Have a good weekend. I do have to take my final break. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.